Hi, my name is Cathy, and oh, sorry, that's Zach, my little West Highland Terrier, barking in the background. So, excuse me for one sec. Zachy, behave. It's all big question. A little bit horny in this house. You're going to have to censor some of this. She really needs to meet a man. She really needs to meet a man. Can you see how desperate we are? Some more than others. Okay, getting back to it. As I said, my name is Cathy and I'm now recording into this little portable recorder that RTE have given me. And um, the two girls in the background that you might hear are Denise McDonald and Denise Mears, who are very good friends of mine. So um, sometimes we call ourselves Double D and a C, but you women out there will know why. <laughs> um, okay, over the last few years... Um, our lives have become kind of interchanged with each other and we've had a lot of similar things happening to us. But we've all become great friends. And tomorrow morning, the three of us are heading off to the Canary Islands. Summer holidays <laughs> Swan Sea and Sangria. Anything else? Maybe. <laughs> you see. <laughs> Okay, so there's the three of us on our holidays, weeks break away from our life at home up in Dublin. And so far, so good. We're really chilled. Gee, we're kind of just vegging at the moment. We're just about to open a bottle of champagne. It's, um, we're still sitting here with our sarongs and towels and t-shirt I know we've, we've um, been in there for the whole Woo! Day. did you hear that so did you hear that that's our Frexy net bubbly we poured into it last it's a series of goodbyes all the time you're saying goodbye well that's how I felt it and I mean I used to go for walks in the morning time down around the along the seafront and that and I just just feel a certain calmness and I'd have these little conversations with Tony in my my head you know and I'd find sometimes if I'm thinking about him too much I'd say now really you know I need to stop thinking about you you know I need to just I can't think about you every single day and start feeling sorry for you you know and I'd have his thoughts in my brain saying you know you're right you have to just let go and then I'd sort of say, OK, well, goodbye for today or, you know, until the next time it comes around. And I'd say, you know, I'm not forgetting about you, but I have to just stop, you know, and I'd feel sad. I'd say goodbye in my head and I'd feel sad that I'd be upset. But then I'd feel relieved, you know, for a week afterwards, I'd feel relieved. Then it would start to come back again, you know. And then I noticed that the periods between those really sad times were getting longer and longer, you know. And um, that, I suppose, is you're, you're starting to heal. You're starting to kind of accept that life goes on. Sitting here near the marina, looking at the boats coming back in. It's a big catamaran coming back in the bay now. It's just so blue. You just see navy blue sea and sky. It's just heaven. I worked in a pub in England and Derek used, Derek used to come in and I thought, God, he's cute. And then we got chatting and then he told me he was 17 and I thought, no, thank you. But 
it ended then he told me he was a bit older so I thought okay if he's 19 I'm 21 that's fine but he really was 17 and I was 21 so it's just 17 it was the joke running joke with us we had Daryl Derek was 19 and I was 23 when we had Daryl and then Daryl was four when Derek got sick and then it was boom 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 after that Food is really nice. We're doing our acro aerobics. Um, Straight into a bit of pleasure. They're quite around the pool about their shade and their beds. Well, they certainly are. They're feeling a little bit nervous about the fact that there's three women, and if we happen to talk to somebody's husband, it's like, oh my god, step in there quick to put your mark on them. We're <laughs> not too sure which way we swing, <laughs> whether we're gay, boy, or straight. I met Aidan at a party and then we started going out and I remember he was like, neither of us were earning a lot of money at the time. I think it was something like £33 a week and um, we met for lunch and he walked up to the corner of Leeson Street and Earthford Terrace and I remember he had a, a duffel coat on him and we walked across the green and we went into Bewley's and he treated me to sausage roll and chips and then, like, that was it. We just went out from then. Um, we went out with each other for four and a half years. And then we got married on the 1st of October in 1983. Then we went into the Shamrock Bar. Where love stories begin. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's always a Shamrock Bar, no matter where you go. married to Tony um um yeah he was he was he was a good guy uh unfortunately he got leukemia acute myeloid leukemia so within seven months he was dead um he was diagnosed in the I think it was the March or the April and in November he died totally unexpected we just thought he had the flu and um I suppose the two of us aren't great doctor goers, you know, we kind of have a fear of doctors and he had a huge fear of hospitals and things like that, you know, so it was very difficult for him. But um, he managed, he was great, he was a warrior through it all and uh, he came home here afterwards and, you know, sort of when we realised things weren't going to get any better, this was the best place for him. So, And uh, unfortunately then he passed away one night on the 28th of November, so... It was devastating, but, you know, subsequently, anyway, we've sort of got on with life, you know, if we're dealing with the bereavement still, I suppose it's always with you, you know, when you think of the person as it's happening now, tears start welling up in my eyes and um, he's not around and you kind of still have dreams. Even last night I had a dream that he was still alive and that we were having a conversation about something. He gave me a kiss in the dream 
And I think that's what kind of woke me up, you know, was kind of like, God, am I getting a kiss from him? And then it's, you know, then I woke up and I was kind of, oh, it's just, it's just an empty feeling when you wake up and realize this person isn't here anymore. Derek was in work and he had collapsed and a friend of his had come to get me and brought me to the hospital. And Derek looked like he was in a fight because he had a broken nose where he had a seizure and had cracked his nose off the table, and which was he, he was lucky because he's a, he was a butcher by threat, so he hadn't got a knife in his hand. They did a scan and then they let him out and then we got a call to get him to Bowmount. And we were told that it was a brain tumour and where it was sitting was on part of the hippocampus with your nerve and your speech point and all that and we were told he'd get six months to two years max so he was living history no one could ever believe how long he he lived How do I put it? I was very naive. Um, I had never, you know, looked after the financial end of things. Then all of a sudden I've, I'm responsible for everything. Like I had to learn, you know, I had to learn to go and, you know, make sure I was paying bills on time. I also had this terrible fear that I was going to go into debt. And I, you know, I had to get a credit card of my own. But you're paying bills. You're dealing with two kids who are really missing their dad. And like... Aidan's death was a sudden death. He died of a, a, a heart attack. And afterwards, when I went to see my doctor, he told me that even if there was somebody there, he just had one massive bang, you're gone, heart attack. Are you serious? Are you serious? Are you serious? Okay, now... Just looking at my watch, girls, it's nearly 4.25 and it's 4.35 that we've been picked up. Okay, right. Now we're going to sign out. We'll chat again. Hi, Emery. Come on in. How are you? Good. Back from your holidays. Oh, we had a great time, yeah. Come on in. Come on into the kitchen. The others are inside. And you're all neighbours. Like how? I mean, how how near to each other? Within half a mile of each other, really. Yeah, triangle. Like, triangle. Bermuda Triangle. So we're literally you could walk to each other's houses, what, within five minutes? No sort of special other. No, like no, no, no. I'd love if somebody well, came along. I haven't really been actively looking. Do you know what I mean? I I don't know whether you know. I don't think we're we're probably ready. You know, at the time we we're just kind of getting ourselves back to kind of being normal and again. You're coping and with life and kids yeah. and stuff like that. It's a huge amount of time because there's only one of you now to, to kind of do it all. So when your husband dies, like when he's gone, you're the breadwinner as well. Oh, aren't you? Yeah. you have to become the breadwinner. You're doing everything. I know. Well, mine changed before that. When my husband oh, got did, sick, yeah. I went back to work. So I've been working full time since. 
the Jerry concert. Gosh, yeah. It's it's like 14 years ago or more? It's more than that now, yeah. I actually only live about two minutes away from Cathy's house and across the road from Denise. So we're kind of in a funny little triangle. Uh, Cathy and uh, Tony did a favour for me when an au pair of ours needed to go back home to Spain. And Cathy and Tony very kindly looked after Connor and Lisa over the Easter holidays, which meant I didn't have to use up my leave. And then about two or three weeks later, Connor just happened to say that uh, Pierce's dad had uh, cancer of the blood. And that's when I rang, I called round to Cathy and that's where, you know, that was really the beginning of our friendship. Okay, hi, it's Cathy here again. Okay, we had a chat with Anne-Marie in my kitchen after we came back from our week in the sun and now I have this handy recorder again. So what are we doing? Um, And it's a January evening and I'm standing in my kitchen and the two girls are in my computer room. So I'm going to head in there and see exactly what they're up to. Because it looks to me like as if they're sniggering away, having a bit of fun. So um, I haven't seen any of this yet, so I'm just going to walk in here and we'll see what they're up to. And um, in front of me now, I have the two girls. I didn't put that in because you can't. And Denise MacDonald is here and she's watching Denise Mears tune in or log on to her online dating site. Also, um, a good sense of humour. Oh, yeah. Enjoys holidays, eating, plenty of sex. Put sex in. You can. I'm a virgin. Likes Humpty Dumpty. (laughs) Plenty of fringe benefits. You can't put sex in. in. Why can't you? You like massages. Alive is good too. (laughs) Yeah, put that in. married to their job. It's very reverent, isn't it? Yeah. Good sense of humour, likes holidays, fun and well-rounded. Anything else, girls? Oh, my two buddies. Uh, Denise, I met her. I think Daryl and Connor were in Cubs together and the two of us were introduced then and we just got on from there. Like, it just seemed to be a spiral of it just came out of nowhere. It's kind of like it ended up being a running joke. Oh, yeah, the three of you's like, you know, oh, yeah, what did you just do with your husbands? But, like, it's kind of like Denise is two years, I'm four years, Cathy is six years. And it's like, Cathy's November, Denise is January, and I'm March. So it's like, boom, 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 boom. Hi, it's Cathy here again, and I'm back recording. There's a few hours clocked up now, and I'm doing a bit of packing before Anne-Marie gets here. Then she'll be asking us a few more questions. So it's springtime now and we're going away again, packing and listening to the soundtrack of Mamma Mia in the background. Getting in the mood, yeah, and can't wait for it. This time we're going on a city break to Barcelona for the weekend. So that's it. Okay, I'm going to switch this off now and we'll catch up again. (laughs) How many holidays have you gone on together by this stage, do you think? The three of us, we've been to... Lanzarote. Lanzarote, Gran Canaria, Cyprus. Like, it's all about taking the stress out of your life and 
having a bit of enjoyment and you come back with your batteries recharged, ready to take on your roles as mum again and whatever. Do you feel stressed around the moment? The anniversaries are like two months apart because Cathy's is November, Denise's yeah. is January and then mine is March. So how long is your... My husband died in 2002 and um, I mean, although it's like six years or whatever, it's at times it feels like, you know, it's years and then other times it just feels, God, you know, you, you nearly kind of feel I'd like to tell him something, you know, like or you see something in a shop still and you think, I really like to buy that shirt or I'd like or some the gadget or something. I'd like to do that and you're you're holding yourself back and you're kind of teasing yourself well I do it anyway you know and nearly like will that bring him back or will that bring him any closer you know but I mean of course reality hits and you know you you don't but there's still that feeling you know even after all those years that you know and sometimes you have these dreams that the person is there beside you in the bed and you wake up and it's all or you hear a sound downstairs and you think oh great they're there you know your your mind kind of plays tricks on you still you know uh, I don't know whether that ever goes away or not. I mean, certainly the first few years, there was a lot of that as far as I was concerned, you know. I mean, nobody's relationship was perfect and you remember a few odd Barneys as well or things that annoyed you. But even still, you kind of think, just I'd put up with that now, you know, to have them back or whatever. But, ah, sure, you know. Because but you it's know your, your priorities and your perspectives change. Yeah. You know, and you, you just try and make the best of Once everything. Once we organise time off work, we can really go with a drop of a hat. Like, we don't... Like, if you were with a partner, you'd have to consider that person. And their but work like, and everything, everything else. But we don't have that, so... That's true, too. And um, it'd be all the, all the stress to go with that. We don't have <laughs> you know what Irish men are like when they're travelling? Oh, I tell you. No, so we don't have that stress, so which is a good thing. Well, well, well I suppose... Good thing, bad thing. Yeah. But we have all good sense of humour. It's like, after going through what we did, we see the funny thing and everything. Or Like, before my husband died, like my sister christened him Lazarus because he was dying that many times. We were getting that many calls. You know what I mean? You have to find a sense of humour. And when he did die at Easter, my God, and he was 33, whoa, was he Lazarus? <laughs> he did rise. Oh, dear. You had to see the funny side and everything. If you didn't laugh, you'd cry, yeah. you know? I think it got to a stage when he went over his set, set amount of time. We just thought it was just, he'd be fine. He could never visage him dying, like, you know. And I suppose when he did die, it was kind of, it was a shock. Even though you knew, it was still a shock. Like, he was in the hospice for nearly the last two years of his life in Harold's Cross. Brilliant in St. Gabriel's. The staff loved him. And vice versa. Um, they all came to his funeral. Even like when I remember one time, like we used to get a few phone calls to say he wasn't well and we'd go over. But he would be like, that's how the nickname came, Sister of Mine, Christendom Lazarus. You know, <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. But everyone knew his routine and if he was having a cigarette, it was always a mug of tea. It's, are you having a cup of tea? Are you having, I tell you, I must have went through about, I don't know how many tea bags I went through. It's just, are you having a mug? Are you having a mug? And he was actually known as, are you having a mug? Or... And his cigarette, like up to before he slipped off into a coma, he was still smoking. Like I remember actually at the time the smoking ban came into the hospice and they had, I remember there was snow 
we had to push him outside in the snow. I'm sorry I never took photographs, but his bed was outside. Right? We had to push him out. He always went out. And then we did. We got loads of people lobbied to get the smoking room back because that's all they have. You can't take away the one thing that they, they have is their cigarettes. Um, then the, the vision. So he, has to use, he used to have to wear a patch over the eye. Um, then the, kind of the eyesight was fading. I suppose like strokes he had, you know, with the, the power and the side. So there was a load of things over time. and So it was. I think it was kind of more hard. I think the final couple of weeks was kind of you're looking and you're going, yeah. And then you're going, no. Sure, he won't. You know, sure, he always pulls through it. You know what I mean? But I think when he finally did die, it was kind of the hardest thing. Because you don't expect it. You do expect it, you don't expect it. But it's kind of because he lasted so long. And it's like, oh my God, what do you do now? You know, and it's it's like, what do you do with your time? <laughs> the fact he brings, let alone the suitcase, the kitchen sink. I never in my life seen so much. How many pairs of shoes? I like to go for pairs. <laughs> yeah, the shoes? Amelda. I think some the knickers. What did she afford? I think I brought 14 pairs for seven nights. I haven't trained them yet, and I'm only baby spice, but they should be influenced me. Now it's the opposite way around. I don't know whether we should really bring some sun cream. I'm not. We're not joking. bringing twenty bottles. This is twenty bottle sun cream. This one. Oh my god! You're well, late. Tan your face. <laughs> Just under your makeup. Okay, I suntan. I'll bring it. Okay. You're not buying twenty bottles. All right. <laughs> In September, um, two thousand and five. Unfortunately, after twenty-two years of marriage, we separated. It was just one minute, you know, you're sharing the the bringing up of the kids and then all of a sudden, like, you know, I still did love Aidan and all of a sudden you find out your marriage is over and you have to get come to terms with that. And do you know what? I lost him twice because when he left, there was a mourning period where you've got to get used to, and you also think, I failed. I wanted, you know, to be married forever. Um, but also you miss the, the physical side. You miss having somebody in the bed beside you. You know, that way it can it can be lonely. And it's not the same if your daughter comes in and goes to sleep with you. It's a, a different kind of relationship. And then you need these little treats to keep you going. What's in the suitcase? No, what would I'm, you like the last time? Uh, it's only one. We're, we're you are getting better. It's four days, three nights. Four days, three nights. So, so three night outfits. Yeah, I mean, six days. outfits for me because I can no, never make them right. ten outfits for you. You're still changing. It depends what mood you're in, whether you're going to have a Long Island iced tea or whether you're going to have a... <laughs> a mojita. Or what, is it a penis or a pina colada, Kathy? I don't know. It just depends. <laughs> There's actually a friend of ours coming as well this time, so just to add another person to the mix, so we should have a bit of crack. And she is married. Put that in. She is married. So about four years ago, um, which is a few years after my husband died, myself and Denise Mack decided we'd go away on a holiday. Um, the two families and um, we'd be company for each other and the kids all get on well together. So that would be grand. So we headed off to, I think it was Tenerife we went to. It was a nice place because we'd get up early in the morning, we'd go for a walk along the seafront and we'd come back then and organise breakfast and whatever. And during that time, 
you know, she was telling me that things were going well in her marriage and all that sort of thing. And, um, you know, this was actually hitting me straight in the face. This girl, you know, was going through a traumatic time and, you know, I could be there to help her as she was there to help me. So that's what we were to each other, you know. Then it's your 50th. Then we have Denise's 50th coming up. And where are we going for that, Denise? Well, we were thinking about Mauritius, but we think it might be the Caribbean now, hopefully, um, sometime around October for two weeks of just relaxation, blue sky, blue skies and seas. And do you think it'll be the three of you again, or do you think there'll be any men with you? Men? You never know your luck. <laughs> They're more than welcome to join us. <laughs> I don't do you know home. anyone? Could you give, introduce us? Depends on how you get on with your internet dating. And what kind of things are people saying to you or whatever? Just general, what their life's about, where they're coming from, if they're separated, divorced, the whole lot. So there's a load out there. And a lot of people are like myself, novice at this. I would love to be able to say, for example, if I'm invited to a wedding or if a dinner party or something like that, that I would have somebody else to, to bring along. I would like to think that I'm going to have some other kind of relationship, you know, that I'm not going to be a, a widow on my own forever. Um, I'm thinking of joining internet dating, but I have to try and find the time to, you know, fill out the forms and also to download the picture to put up on the website. And then there's, oh my God, what picture are you going to put up? Um, not that I'm vain, but you want to, I need to lose weight and I need to have a better a healthier approach to life and you know if, when I'm on what I describe a role when I'm being disciplined and I'm you know being good and I'm exercising once I get on that role I'm fine but it's just to get on it and I'm hoping that that's going to happen very soon because I had promised myself I would have lost weight by the time I'm 50. So we're in my kitchen well back from Barcelona and now we're drawing up a list of things to do for Denise's 50th birthday party. She doesn't know anything about it. We've planned a kind of dinner party and there's about 22 people coming to this dinner party and it's being held in a local restaurant. And um, she just thinks she's coming out with the two of us and we're going into town for a few drinks and (coughs) whatever else, something to eat. So hopefully it'll be a bit of a surprise to cheer her up and uh, make a bit of a fuss. I've ordered the cake and the balloons and what else Denise? We've got the table. The restaurant's organised. The restaurant's organised. They're organising the cake. And um, everybody's due there around half seven, quarter to eight. And then Denise, the two Denises are coming down for eight. eight. So we'll see how that goes. Um, today is the 24th and unfortunately it's Denise's husband's, Denise Smears' husband's anniversary of his passing. So it's been five years, four years and I suppose people kind of think that after four years you know you don't feel it as hard but uh, you do I mean I know with my husband when it was four years I felt actually worse than I did on the second year you know it's it's really weird you just there's no way of knowing how it's going to affect you and today like Denise is quite tearful and 
and it's very hard when you're with other people who don't understand because they're kind of thinking Jesus you should be getting over it and you feel that yourself you feel impatient with yourself but um, she's crying here now in the background still she's a lot of crying to do let it all out I think the anniversary reminds you of the the suffering and the kind of the the death and the hardship and all the upset Tony was sleeping more and more and um, he couldn't once he woke up and I gave him um, I gave him a small drink and he just he could just barely swallow it Um, and then the breathing his breathing just wasn't good and he was slightly kind of aggravated his arms are kind of moving a bit and then you know um, I went over and I was talking to him and I just knew I could feel his pulse. I was, as I was talking to him, I was feeling his pulse, and it was just like you're kind of stuck in this time warp. You can just feel this pulse slowing down. Something that was going, it was quite racy at the beginning, and it was just slowing down and slowing down. And I just knew that this were this was just going to slow down and just stop. And he was looking at me, and it was kind of like this is it, you know. And I'll never forget it. And I just thought, I just have to say, to tell him that he can go, you know. Sorry. So, we were just telling him how much we'd miss him. And, you know, it was okay. And he was great. So, he he just stopped breathing. And, of course, we were all really upset. and just couldn't believe it. We were so relieved for him that he hadn't got to, put up with anything else but it was just such a shock so then it was kind of sugar the children are upstairs they don't know what's after happening how how do you tell them so I said I'll go up and I'll tell them so I went up and my sister came with me which was great and you know I went up and I just said look your dad's just after passing away and like they were just they just couldn't believe it you know to them I suppose they were like me they were kind of no this is okay this is our normal now with dad being downstairs sick we can still carry on life has has changed a bit but it's still going to be okay you know and then to hear that from me I mean it was awful so of course they ran downstairs and they were hugging him and you know they were just distraught so it was an awful night and yet I was I did feel relieved for him um, I just thought he doesn't have to put up with any more of this and the fact that he lost his sight was I just knew that you know I mean that was the cruelest cut of all as such there's no way he would have dealt with that I think that's why you're you're kind of you know you're kind of you're surprising yourself at your reaction now you know, because you're always expecting us to be upset, you know, because we're the greatest wingers on the earth. <laughs> I don't but um, anyway, sure. That's all right. You know, it's all normal. Well, hopefully tomorrow she'll be a bit better. Well, she'll probably be a bit, a bit drained and maybe having the party tomorrow and all would be a bit of a distraction to go by. So um, if we're taping how we get on. You probably hear lots of screaming and shouting, <laughs> yeah. loud voices around the place and merriment, and hopefully that'll be all part of it. 
So that's probably enough taping now, so I'm going to switch this off. Here she is. Here she is. Brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> Thank God she knew nothing. Look at her. She's going to cry for the night now. We're, we're doomed. We're doomed. I'm delighted. I know that's brilliant. We got a taxi down the road. Just great. <laughs> it's so lazy. Taxi driver just laughed at us. Hi. Thank you. I've made my wedding dress for me. Like I was married for 22 years. It's a long time, you know, and you do miss having a partner, you know, or just being on your own, having to look after the the children and every decision you make. It's like it's up to you. And then you worry, are you making the right decisions? And, you know, sometimes you're trying to make up for the fact that their dad isn't alive anymore. And it's it's hard. But I found that it really helps with Denise and Cathy because they've been through it as well. Like, I know them and trust them and, you know, like we look out for each other. So I'm very, very lucky. The three of us are lucky. <laughs> She's got to hug everybody. Yeah, yeah. I've no men to hug me, so I need, I need all the girls I can get. <laughs> 50 years young. 50's brave. Can I do the same thing again next year? <laughs> oh, my God. You know how to treat a lady in a restaurant, don't yeah, you, Dan? I do. <laughs> is my Welsh chef on? He is. Good, and your good. roast potatoes are also on. Woohoo! I remember making a kind of, you know, pact in my head that I was going to try and do something every day, even if it was just something simple, to make myself do it, you know. Otherwise, I think, I knew I could have just curled up in bed and just stayed there. And just felt sorry for myself and wept. Because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to just, you know, not do anything. Close all doors, close windows. And, you know, not even have the children near me. I didn't want to have to deal with them in my head. It was just, if I let myself feel like this, I would just become so selfish and so self-absorbed in my own sorrowful grief. So, you know, the kids' routine continued. They had a week or two off school and then went back. So it was get up, get them to school, you know, and then go into mommy and daddy and, you know, do shopping, you know, just do ordinary daily chores to do that. And sometimes I couldn't do it, you know, and sometimes I just ring up and say, look, I'd make excuses why I couldn't go out. I'd make up some story or whatever and just be a lie. I mean, I would give in to myself and just say, oh, I just need to have a shower. And I'd stand in the shower for about an hour until it was freezing cold. And I'd still be there shivering, thinking, what am I doing here? You know, you're just kind of like a zombie, you know. And then I could be out and I'd put my dressing gown on, and which was his dressing gown. So it was just wanting to be close to this person again. And, you know, I wanted to feel his arms around me. I wanted to feel him close to me.
say here's to friendship and to many more happy years and I'm looking forward to going to loads of 50th birthday parties. Woohoo! <laughs> And Kathy only has another three years and three months to go. Woohoo! <laughs> okay, I think I'm recording. I hope it's going through. Um, this, I think, is more or less our, our final recording on this. Um, we've had Denise's 50th, which was a great success, wasn't a it? A night to remember. You enjoyed it and, you know, it's I good have, fun. I have to just say, though, a huge thank you to my two best friends in the whole world, and they belong to Double D and a C, to Cathy and Denise. Ah, oh, honey, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, our next holiday plan, as all we seem to be doing is planning holidays in this. Bring it on. Is our fantastic big holiday, which is our nice tropical holiday. We've always wanted to go somewhere where there's just white sands, Palm with trees. rolling seas. And beautiful blue skies and lovely waiters with gorgeous um, with cocktails and... We're just going to have loads of pampering. Yeah. And mas- enjoy the moment. Massages and-, and sightseeing and fun and shopping and... Being good to the three of us. Meeting people and just having a laugh. Because we deserve it. No, no, holidays holidays are essential and we really think that it's our kind of escape from our our mon- the mundaneness of kind of ordinary banal life, you know. Um and I think when you don't have a partner it's it's even harder because you don't have anybody else to break it with. Um but, you know, hopefully, you know, as as we get a bit more time and the kids get a bit older. older we'll do a little bit more traveling because the three of us want to do a bit of traveling and we want to educate ourselves and become more culturally aware and all that sort of thing so yeah these these big holidays they're they're centered around the 50th holiday 50th birthdays because um well naturally you couldn't afford to do it all the time so um the the exotic tropical holiday is for Denise's one. My when my fiftieth comes in another several years time. Liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> several years, excuse me. Um, I don't know where we're going. We said South Africa, maybe, or you Australia, know, maybe Australia. The world is our oyster. Yeah, and Denise Mears, and maybe for hers, we might do um, Canada or, you know, South America It'd or something, something like that. Big It'd be something big. be something that you wouldn't normally do anyway. So, and something that, of course, we'll have to save for, unfortunately. So, um, yeah. This machine has been to um, yeah, it's Maserati. Much, it's a much travelled little device. It's been to Black Rock. And it's been to Barcelona. Oh, and yes. It's been to and to my party. Very honoured guest. And it may even go on the online dating. Who knows? Oh, <laughs> or maybe it might go to the Caribbean. I don't know. <laughs> this may be just be the beginning. <laughs> oh, we're just going to check on Denise now and um, see how she's doing with this online dating and see if she's getting any responses. bed <laughs> okay right let's go to this but there's a guy in the country so, now mm. that's right horses. horses oh i like man and horses okay so this date is for kathy i'll put it in and say my friend would like to date you oh, i'd like to go horse riding <laughs> <laughs> they're all active according to themselves oh gosh 
Here's he only kidding. likes the occasional meal out. Sorry. The occasional meal. <laughs> the occasional one. Forget about that. That's that's your birthday Christmas well, meal. Stop forgetting. Hang on a minute. He could be a very good cook. I think it's nice for somebody to cook two meal. Yeah. Shows they care. Just give me breakfast in bed. No, I hate breakfast in bed. Oh, I love breakfast in bed. That's right, Miss. No. Derek used to always give me breakfast in bed. Oh. Right, now back again. No, look at him. He's too young. He's, he's just a matter of time. He's isn't too young. 20 years younger, two young, decades. Go on. Go on, no, you're on the favourites. <laughs> I wouldn't say no. Oh, <laughs> He's certainly got eye candy, that's for sure. Yeah, no, just something just... Hmm. And he's in the centre of it with the kind of a, like a backdrop, mm. you know? Yeah. No, it's you been dropping. <laughs> Do I, I won't be doing anything now. you haven't done before, miss. I'd like to have some fun. <laughs> All right. There you go, Anne-Marie. There's your little recording baby. Actually, it's really handy. It's been a lot of places with us. It's turned out to be a little buddy. <laughs> so, uh, it can tell a few stories, hopefully. <laughs> okay, so I'll hand you over to Denise Mears and she'll give you the last word. There's actually a few widowed men on the, the side as well. It's not like I thought it would be all separated or whatever. It's not. It's a mixture of everyone on the site. So, but you haven't gone out for any dates or anything? No, no. I'm a very, what would very you say? Cautious. Gen- very cautious. Gen- gently Bentley, you're just finding your feet. Yeah, no, I'm very cautious now. I'd have to know someone first before I'd arrange to meet. And if I do arrange to meet, I'll have me two mates in the background. Two, the two bodyguards <laughs> hovering. <laughs> They'll be everywhere with me. For more than just a day.